What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now tuned in to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, where we discuss living for the kingdom of God while living in the culture. I'm your host, Sharla Walker. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, wife, daughter, sister, auntie, and friend. And I am on the journey of producing and fulfilling every purpose that God saw for me before the beginning of time. And I want you on this journey with me. Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. Us, right? Because once the kids are gone, I mean, me and my husband have been through so many phases of, of life and marriage together, right? We were in our, like you and um, your husband, you guys are pretty much growing up together. You know what I mean? And first, I think that's kind of cool, depending, right? But like me and my husband, same thing. I mean, we, we, um, you know, we buried parents, um, you know, we've raised children. We have two wonderful young men, you know, um, and so, and we have Smokey, yes. Um, and so we have had to deal with a lot of different facets of life mm-hmm. and but it's I would rather do it with him than without him yeah right for me I can't now, it's, now I ain't gonna say I ain't never thought about walking away but yeah. I know that that wouldn't be God's will and I know we both were uh, were and are willing to fight because divorce, when we got in, we said divorce wasn't an option for us. Mm-hmm. But we do things to make sure that divorce is not an option. Yes. Because it doesn't just happen. If you don't put nothing in the marriage, you ain't getting nothing out. Come on. No, you can't. You know, it, it's not like that. If you don't put anything in, you're not getting anything out. You're not getting a return. So even with that, we know, okay. 
Let's talk about it. It might not feel good. I don't want to look at you when we're talking about it. We might have to pause 50 times. Like optics could go up a little bit, you know, but we have, but I think putting boundaries in place in your foundation, like for instance, don't leave the house if you're angry, right? Our thing is don't, don't leave the house. Yeah. You know, without saying I'm leaving or something like that. That's yeah. a boundary, right? Have we crossed it or has, I want to say more so him. And, you know, I'm like, then I call him out on that. You know, no, the, the, the rule is we don't walk out the house and not know, Yep. you know, or we're not giving up our bed. You know, we both yes, sleep in the bed and we might be a perturbed. Mm-hmm. Don't touch me, but I'm in here. <laughs> Keep your feet over there, but I'm in this <laughs> But <laughs> that's funny to me, but it's the truth because sometimes you're not, you're not going to feel like it. Yeah. And so, but, but knowing the truth of that is going to be what helps you. Yeah. Yep. I think one thing that really shifted for me was, and I love that you said, can we get back to us? Mm-hmm. Because we have to understand, and I always joke with uh, with Bree, um, when, when she sees me, Andre, um, you know, dealing with just different aspects of marriage, or we're talking about something, um, like we, I had told her I was making one thing for dinner. She came over, we were working together on a project. Andre called me in the middle of the project. She heard him call and ask for the one thing. He called back two hours later and asked for something completely different. And she said, <laughs> what happened? And I, my, our running joke is I always look at her and say, you want to be married so bad. <laughs> do, do you see? Do you see? I think my thing used to be uh, my husband, I, you know, because you have to prepare the meals. Yes. Right? And so... And yes, you're gonna have to cook for him. I ain't saying you have to cook all the time, but you need to cook. Yeah, yeah you need to cook. Come you're on. not gonna spend your money out all all the time. And that was one thing I, I couldn't cook. My husband used to joke. He'd be like, "Mom, you did not prepare her." It's crazy. He told my mom. That's he was like, "You didn't beat her enough." What? <laughs> <laughs> mom, you see what you did? You see what you did? That was like their running little That's joke, hilarious. right? Hilarious, but um. Yeah, you're going to have to cook for him. So I used to call like in the morning because the meat had to thaw, right? Come on, we're black. The meat, that's the meat out. That's why I was annoyed because I didn't already set it out, child. It's it's been thawed and now you want something completely out. I'm going to do it because I love you. Your mind but, beside you. You know, the cheese. thing, what you just said, right? Like, even with that, you know, because sometimes you put, I'm sure that first meal you were prepared in your mind. And you're like, you know what? I got this. I got it. I got us, you know. And then he calls and changes mind. Excuse me? And then you switch, you know, and I've had to do that, you know, or are you easily offended? You know, Mm. these are things because when you get married, it depends on your spouse. My husband is very candid. Like, whoa, Jesus. He's much better. It's seasoned with a lot of salt and grace. Yes. But he was, that's how it, he just. Yes. Right? They are very much so alike. I'm like, I'm so I was like, what? <laughs> so he would say something, you know, or I go out and buy this gift, birthday gift. And he's like, I don't like that. Huh? You know, so <laughs> now, but I'm not offended anymore 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you are very uh, selective. Selective. And that was a nice word. You're very selective. And so sometimes it's show me what you want or and I'll get it. Or I could get it. But if he didn't like it, I don't have to get offended. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I tried. That didn't work. Some of them I straight good. Some of them I don't. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's okay. Yeah. You want to, it's so much to marriage. Yes. Because if you look at it, marriage, this is another thing that we, I didn't mention about the definition of marriage. Marriage should look like the relationship between you and God, like God and the church. Yes. Yes. Because yes. God calls the church his bride. Come on. So the way God loves the church as much as your of your doo-doo dirt stuff that God forgives, come on, and never remembers anymore. Yes, my God. Yes, okay? you gotta kind of put. I'm not saying you gonna forget everything or that you just like ignore red flags. That's not what I'm talking about. Because you have to deal with the root of issues. Because mm-hmm. with the church and with Jesus, He always dealt with the issues of our heart, right? Mm-hmm. Every time he went somewhere, when he went to the widow woman, when he went, he always dealt with the issue of the heart. The issue wasn't that the woman wasn't a good person at the well. The issue was that she didn't know who she was in God. So she kept giving herself to any and everybody. He was like, he said, you at somebody's house right now. That ain't even your husband. I said, Jesus. Clutch pearls. (laughs) You just saw this woman. She was out here in these streets. You did, Jesus. He's like, nah, I'm gonna give you the life now. I'm the everlasting now gone. But you, you know that man ain't your husband if you yeah, it's she cha- and she switched up. And then even when they wanted to stone one woman, yeah, he the Sadducees and the Pharisees, Jesus started writing in the same. He was like, He who's without sin, because they were trying to they were trying to stone her, be stone a woman for her sin, but half of them Sadducees and Pharisees were sleeping with women. Oops. Okay. Yeah. Well, but my here's my what I don't like about that story is they drug her out there naked. She wasn't naked by herself. Where the both mm-hmm. of them at? If we throwing stones, everybody catch a stone. And <laughs> even us talking about marriage, that's that's kind of the culture, right? Like the, the being a wife and being um dri- like that's always keyed in to us as women. And but where's the men? Like wh- like where Adam? Where you at though? Because that's who God called. He wasn't looking for, for sis. He called Adam because he's responsible. The man is responsible, and he's supposed to be the covering. But in he's our the culture, head of in, the household. yep, and in he's- but in Christian culture, for some reason, um, the response is always trying to teach us how to be. Um, how to get ready for a wife or, or to be a wife or um, we glamorize and make this the goal instead of salvation and doing the work of Christ being the goal. So we've done a bad job as the church in the way that we present this thing, because don't nobody want to talk about submission. Don't nobody oh, want to talk about have- how everybody has to be submitted. The Come husband submits to God and then I have to submit to my husband. So when and we submit to one another because yes. if you're able to submit to one another, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Because it does say submit, but the husband's supposed to love the wife like he loves himself. Yes. So you, if a, if a, if your husband is beating himself, then okay, I understand why he beat you. Then you should be okay with that. But no person who really loves themselves is going to treat themselves any kind of way. Yes. Right. Yeah. So if you, if he's dressed to the hill, but he don't care how you look, that's a problem. Because you're supposed to be a reflection of him. Mm -hmm. An extension of him. An extension of him. My husband is is always been a stickler. You know, like, okay, I'm not going to look good and you don't look good. And then when we had children, my children are going to look neat and clean too. Like, because you are an extension of me. Yeah. You know, and so... You want to make sure that you're and and please, I know, I know you watch. Uh, what's the one? Basketball wives. Uh, uh, how many you married? Huh? How They're not married. They divorced. So what? The, where are you getting your information from? Because the older women are supposed to teach the younger women scripturally. Uh-huh. Charlotte, know, yeah. Well, Charlotte knows how I am with all of this stuff. You need godly examples of a wife. Yes. You don't need somebody who's pretending to be a godly example. Yeah. You need a godly example of what a wife is. Yeah. And your granny and them ain't always it. And that was my point. Because a lot of times we will idolize the relationships of our parents or our grandmamas and them. And really, it's not a godly example. Just because it looks good does not mean that it's God. There are some things that are going to have to be uprooted from your family that your family not going to understand. But one, it's none of their business because it's me, him, and Jesus. And two, it's it's about what God said. God created marriage. So why are you talking to, why are you looking anywhere but to what he says about the thing that he created? Again, same thing with your husband on how to operate in this. There That's are good. things that um, Andre's parents were divorced. So that, you know, like that didn't work. And my parents are still married, but there are things that I, that I saw growing up that cannot and will, one, they are not of God and cannot and will not be repeated in my home. And so it's going to feel weird. It's going to look different. And that's why it's so important to not allow the opinions of people into your marriage and into your home because God runs this period. Now, if you are in danger, child, open your mouth. But if just because I'm upset, let me tell you the rule. The rule is if we don't talk to anybody, it's going to be that person's parent. So if Andre really get under my skin and I really need to talk to somebody, I'm going to call his mom or I'm going to call his auntie. I'm not calling my family because they are my family. So it's going to distort the relationship between them. Eunice going to love her baby. That's her baby. She raised him. She knows that his drawers be dirty and his feet be stank. Like she knows. Ah child that's she she loved that boy she know what I know okay you know and it was something and it that's good that you could say that about his mom I know um let's talk about that because I know with the dynamic with my husband Mm -hmm. when he was growing up his mom and dad were divorced Mm -hmm. and he's a junior they his mom looked at him just like she did the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he could never live up to be just who he was as the son. Yeah. And yeah. so 
in that aspect. And I'm not saying she didn't love her son. Yeah, yeah. But but that had to be worked through. And so I would come, I came on the, you know, came in and was like, no. And so she was like, you know, you know the man. Yeah. I, I'm looking at the boy. Like yeah. she recognized it. Yeah. But you know, we had to fight through that. And so even with that, what are you portraying? In regards to your spouse. Now, I'm not saying that you don't acknowledge. I think you need a safe space. Yes. To be able to um, talk through issues Mm -hmm. um, regarding your spouse. Yeah. Sometimes it's not with your spouse. Yes. I'm not talking about that. Yeah. Right. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about like. A safe space. Right. Yes. But it can't be to the point to where is detrimental to your marriage, right? Yes. If yes. you all are trying to work through some things that are sensitive, mm-hmm. you know, go to your spouse, even if it's sensitive and you all work through it. Yep. See, I think we don't over-spiritualize certain parts of it. Come because, on. Yeah, seriously, because you got to get to the root. Like you, we said earlier, right? The root was his dad wasn't there, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. The root could be that my dad, my dad wasn't there either. But what if you grew up in a, a if your what if your dynamics of your family were where it was abusive, let's say. Yep. Then you know, okay, I can't yell at my, even if it's because I've seen women yelling at their husbands and talking to them like their little boy. First of all, I'm they, if you married a boy, then you probably should just let that go anyway, because mm. I'm looking for, I was looking for a man. I was looking for somebody, you know what I'm saying? So, but don't demean somebody. And if you know they've been abused or something of that nature, you don't pour salt into an open wound. Yes. Yes. If you really, because if you say you love this person, I'm not going to pour salt. You see what I'm saying? I'm not trying to throw daggers. I'm trying to, let's, okay. I don't like what's going on right now, but I want to work through it. Yes. Yes. Yep. And even in talking to his mom, one, that was a, a, the in-law situation. That is a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day, but we We don't talk about that on the the marriage retreat. Come on. See, that's why I need to get y'all tickets. If you got to keep them out your business, if you got to do whatever, Mm -hmm. like when I talk to his mom, it's, 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 not a last ditch resort, but I'm looking, part of it is me explaining the situation. The other part is me trying to get, is there something that I need to know that happened many, 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 many years ago? I'm trying to get some research and part of it too, come get your big head son. (laughs) Cause sometimes, you know, sometimes, um, his mom will say now Andre, like, you know, she like, she'll call me like, sir, like what's going on, et cetera, et cetera. There's also, um, the a similar relationship with Andre and my father. So if I want to make a decision, like, and here's a, a good example of submission and also Andre dry snitching to my daddy. Um, <laughs> what, well, one, I wanted to hyphenate my last name. I wanted it to be Howell Walker. And that bothered Andre. And I did not know. He did not, he wasn't like, oh, no, no, no. He just was like, oh, okay. Right to me. But he had a conversation with my father about how it hurt his feelings. And then my dad was like, hey, let's talk about this because it's a lot for somebody to ask you to marry them. 
And I know you mind. <laughs> That's literally what he said. <laughs> right. And he gave me a different perspective. I was a little annoyed. I was like, you told my daddy on me? <laughs> little annoyed. <laughs> but also I, I could understand, um, especially yeah, because, yeah. yep, because he, um, his father is, is no longer here. And I appreciate my dad being a safe space, right? Because from mm-hmm. his family's perspective, that could be taken as, do you not think, um, you know, my son is good enough, da, 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 right? And I don't think that that would be that, but that's how it could be taken. It could have been, yeah. And now there's animosity with them against me, whereas my dad's like, let me get my little big head daughter together because no, <laughs> right? And I heard my dad, I went back, my dad told me to apologize to Andre, and I did. I was like, I didn't know that it hurt your feelings. And so it, I wasn't even thinking that. I just was like, my name is my name and we're going to add this other one. Now I got two middle names. So I can't even imagine how long that would be. <laughs> I was like, now that it's been some years, I was like, girl, what were you thinking? Especially now that I signed my name at work. Girl, what kind of thoughts were you having? So where you wanted to hyphenate your last name. Don't you have enough names? Um, like these are all things that need to be talked through. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? It has to be discussed. Yep. And I mean, I didn't have an issue dropping my last. I dropped mine like a hot potato, but come on, drop it like it's hot. But even too, I wanted to, I wanted to run, <laughs> I wanted to, I told Andre I wanted to get a bike and ride my bike to work. And he was like, This, um, you know, there's not enough sidewalk. Like he's like, Do you see? So we got in the car and we drove my path to work. And Andre was like, Do you see that there's not um, there's not enough sidewalks? He's like, girl, you're crazy. And I was like, it's only 10 minutes up the road. I'm an adult. And he was like, you are crazy. Let's let's look at this together. There's not enough sidewalks, right? Like, th- this isn't safe. This intersection is busy. And then he said, and if you really, he's like, and if you really still are not in agreement, let, let's, let's FaceTime your dad and show him exactly what you're trying to do. <laughs> but and- I like what you said or what, because, okay, we talked about the part about preparing, right? Mm-hmm. But are you prepared, you know, because your spouse is not going to always have the same perspective of you yes. as you. Your husband, Andre, was looking at it as, I want to make sure you're safe. Yes. So here's another part of building that foundation because mm-hmm. you can't move like you single. Boo. Yes. You can't move I'm, like you I'm trying to be snatched. I'm trying to get my workout and I'm going to go to work. So I know what I'm saying. You can't just uh-huh. move like the way you want to because I would because, just walk the bike. Because what you do is going to affect mm-hmm. your spouse indirectly yes. or indirectly. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's just like, OK, I'm going to go. You don't just go willy nilly buy a car. You can't just willy nilly do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And so, like. I heard what you were saying, he was showing you, I want to keep you safe. I yes. know you want to work out. I just want to I want you to come. He was relaying. I want you to come home to me. Yes. Yes, yes. And then he also said, he said, you be out here, somebody not paying attention. And they, uh, this is why he said, we'll call, because his trump card is always, call dad and see what he thinks, right? Because he knows that if he doubles, if he doubles down, he's either going to call my dad or say, call your grandma. Because by the time his other comment was, This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Producer Society. 
The Producer Society is an online membership group for women looking to draw closer to God, to develop godly community, and to produce everything that God has called her to. Members of the Producer Society receive early access to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast episodes, monthly Bible studies, exclusive online events, and so much more. If you are ready to get connected with other women who are chasing after God and wanting to produce His purpose in their lives, then this community is for you. Visit www.producersociety.com to start your free 30-day trial today. Now let's get back to the show. How am I going to explain to your father something happens to you because I let you ride your bike in an area that wasn't safe? Right. So he feels a level of responsibility, not just wow. because he loves me, but also because he knows that my parents, both of my parents, not just my dad, but like he knows that he has to have an account for why was she riding her bike to work? They're going to be looking at him crazy. <laughs> right. And so he that goes into his thought process the same way when when I you know, make suggestions to him, Andre, this is not, especially like health stuff, because that's what I do. I'm like, I wouldn't do this, 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 or guess what, sir, you're going to go get your annual physical. His mom was like, girl, I don't know how you got that man to go to the dentist every six months. Cause he just wouldn't go. And I was like, I, oh, oh, I got ways. <laughs> I'm like, you can get gingivitis, you're going to get in your bloodstream. Then you're going to have, like, it just was a whole, but it's true. It's true. Right. It's and true. so me being in the position of his wife again, because I told her, you ain't about to have your mama out here thinking I'm not taking care of you, right? Because that is, he is my responsibility and I am his. That's and good. so when we get married, it's no longer about I. And that's why I said, I love that you said, can we get back to us? Because mm-hmm. what happens is when we go into, we call it heated fellowship in our house when we are um, not having uh, well, I don't know octaves, what we call it. It's just like, just leave me alone right now. But when that happens, um, what God had to show me is that the there are no winners and losers if we are hurting each other. We are mm. one person. We are one. In God's eyes, we are the same human being. So now I'm saying it's like me sitting here poking myself in the eye, stabbing myself in the leg when I'm being disrespectful and rude to him because uh, I have a black mama and she used to be yelling when I felt like I wasn't hurt. I'm, let me tell you something, <laughs> right? <laughs> I got some things to say. Now, now look now, but then one day I was mid fuss out and God said, stop talking to my son like that. Mm. And I was like, but he he deserves it. But okay, <laughs> like marriage will make you. Marriage is going to make you look in the mirror. Yeah. Marriage is going to make you realize mm-hmm. all of your faults. Yes, marriage is going to make you take an introspective look at yourself. Yes. Marriage is where um, you have to die daily because you have to die to just what you want or what you think you want. Mm -hmm. It's what do we want? What is it that we want? It doesn't mean you don't pursue um, 
you won't have different pursuits, but what you want is someone, you want your spouse to be in agreement with what you do. It doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that it may not, it may take a while to come, Mm -hmm. but at least it's like, you want to give the person the space to still be themselves. Yes. And the space to grow without killing them because you can kill somebody with your words. You can kill somebody that they'll never dream again. Right. And that's not what a healthy marriage looks like. A healthy marriage looks like we're both thriving. Right. And whatever it is, whatever season we're in, because some things are just that seasonal. Right. Some things are just a season. And it might be a hard, dry season. Dry, honey. Dry, dry. But it doesn't mean that that's the end of your story. Yes. It doesn't mean that, that there's not another season coming. Yeah. But can you? Because if, if you can't, you know, my husband says I'm his ride or die, right? Mm-hmm. If I can't, if I can't count on you in the bad times, but only when it's good, if I can't count on you to show up for me, yep. not saying you're my everything, but I need you right now. And I need your help. Yep. If I can't do that, or if I can't get that from you, then what are we really doing? And I think that's the getting back to, okay, us. why the why of why we got married and the us. Yep. And you have to get to that. You really do. So yes. this, I'm really excited about this, this virtual marriage retreat, just this marriage retreat, because we're really going to be talking about some real issues yeah. that people deal with every day yes. and that people don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. But if you can't communicate, you know, cause communication is huge in marriage. Woo. If you can't communicate and effectively work through, you need to go back. Yeah. Yeah. We, and even too, you know, another thing that, that God highlighted to me, um, he told me, cause, cause me and God had to come back and like, Hey, like, but I was fussing, like I was mid fuss, like, sir, come on now. Oh, I've been God said, you cannot do not treat him in a way that you would be upset with somebody else treating him. Right. The way that I would fix my mouth to talk to my husband, if anybody else off the street did it, we we tear the club up, okay? Because I'm you about to get it's gonna be some 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 slow singing and flower bringing, as my daddy would say. Don't talk to my husband like that. Mm-hmm. But if I would uphold a stranger to that, wh- how dare I? The person whom I say I love and I've committed my life to, why would I speak to him that way? Mm-hmm. A lot of times we get so familiar with our spouses that we don't really take the opportunity to value them. Right. Because you'll give that annoying coworker more respect and you'll have more self-control and hold your tongue and all these other things with them than you do the person that you lay down next to every day. And that don't add up to me. And I then ask God if he could get off my toes, please. <laughs> yeah, you have to keep looking at the person with renewed eyes. I yep. think um, you have to keep looking at your spouse with renewed eyes. Mm-hmm. And again, that just takes a level of, I mean, you talk about love. Yes. Yeah. That's love, man. Yeah. That, that right there is love. Yeah. Because for me, 
I can't imagine my life without him. It's yeah. like That's I can't imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine. Um, we've had our good, bad, and different, but if if stuff hits the fan or I can I know I can call him. Yes. I know I can talk to him. Yep. I know I can confide in him. I, yep. You know, it's just and you know, scripturally, your husband is supposed you your husband should trust you so much that he would want to lay his head in your bosom. Yeah. You know, and so when we go back to those things and look at it, right? What is God saying? about yeah. this what and there are many scriptures in the Bible a man to be on a tin roof mm. to be in the house with, with a nagging wife, wife. Oh I said God. oh oh remember we read Proverbs on the roof you remember we read Proverbs yes a tin roof that means it's hot hot up there because the sun is be- oh lord they said it's like the Bible said it's like dripping water. <laughs> I said, good grief. But then when it you also, read Songs of Solomon. Child. Woo, okay, that's the part about nobody talk about it. <laughs> Everybody skips over Songs of Solomon, but that's a that's a heated book. Songs of Solomon said, child. I was like, oh, this they talk about the Garden of Eden. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know what garden you're talking about. <laughs> oh, what was that song? What was that song? It was a song about in the garden. Okay, never mind. Yes, well, Barry White now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. The secret. It was the secret one. Something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm an old soul. Barry White now. Yep. Oh my gosh! And have fun with your spouse. Like yes. I think. Don't be so serious. Like, I want to be able to laugh. I want to be able to cry. I just want to be able to talk through things. Yeah. That should be your friend. And yeah. I think you want that's what a healthy marriage looks like. You know what I mean? So we have such a good time. Anybody who's been around us, like we sometimes to the point where people can't tell, like, we just we have this like banter back and forth. Um, we like we just be giving each other a hard time all the time. My dad gets involved in it. Like it's just it's so much. It's fun and we can laugh and also we can be serious and we can build. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we get so focused. Like this is why it's important even in every season. Um, whether you're birthing children or birthing businesses, it can't be all business. Like you no. have fun. Like. Some of y'all are, do we just sticks in the mud? No, go do something random. Go take a flight. Go do something just because. Go learn a new skill together. Um, make sure that you are prioritizing your, your date nights and your quiet time mm-hmm. together because the kids don't even belong to you. They don't leave. And then when they leave, you're going to be looking at him like, what is this? Because you have yeah, not. That's going to be hard to get back if you don't. Yep. Cause the, the mentality times of these young of like young women don't nobody come before my kids. That's out of order. First of all, God yeah. comes before your children. Second, so does your husband, the one you made them kids with, 
he comes first too, because the best thing that you can give your children is a healthy marriage to where the parents are in love, they are loving. And then that, the overflow of that love, it's like a cascade, right? Like my relationship with God prioritize. Like when you look at champagne being poured into a cascade of glasses, God is the bottle. He never runs out. He never runs dry. That's what the songs say. Okay. And that relationship between me and him overflows into my marriage with Andre. And then that overflows into our fur babies because they can work a nerve or two. Right. So it's from that. <laughs> it is yeah, from I was that. like the fur baby. Okay. I know. Yeah, my fur babies, because I you know, but it's that that's how the way it's that's the way it's supposed to work. So a lot of times when we are discontent um in our marriage, what God has shown me is something is out of order. It's mm-hmm. there's, there's disorder. And so with disorder comes dysfunction. If you are idolizing your husband and not spending time with God, you are going to find yourself being short-tempered, being nasty. Andre can tell. He'd be like, girl, you need to go. You need quiet. He'd be like, you have your quiet time today? Because, no, it ain't here. Go do it again. <laughs> Maybe you need a nap. Maybe you need you know, a nap. I remember, again, there are going to be seasons, right? Um, I remember when I first started my business and I had childcare and I had my, our children were young and it was like six o'clock and I would just get so agitated with my children, but I've been with them all day. I've been with other people's children all day. And so this is the job of you as the spouse. So my husband recognized, okay, you need, what's going on with you? Mm -hmm. And he was like, you need a break. Because I would come up, you know, do do whatever and then cook. And, and he was like, okay, you need a break. He was like, where do you want to go? Do you want to ride somewhere by yourself? What do you want to do? Yeah. And I would say, no, I don't want to go anywhere because at this point I was just tired. And so he was like, okay. So he drew me like a bubble bath. I remember this. This was years ago. And he would draw me a bath and take the children. Yes. Light some candles. Let's give mommy some time. It was like the best, but he recognized like, you need a moment, you know, you need your own time. Mm -hmm. So that's the part about being sensitive to the needs of each other. And these are things that whether you are intending to, you know, you are preparing or you're in the middle of it. I would, I do have one question for you, Charlotte. Because I know we're talking about a lot here, but the marriage retreat, you know, people are going to have opportunity to ask their questions. Mm-hmm. But I do have one question for you. What would you say to the person who's married um, maybe five years and they're thinking about walking away? The husband or the wife, neither one is abusive, um, but they are just. You know, I don't know if this is for me. What, what what advice would you give to that person? I would let them know, one, to take it to God first and make sure that they are fully submitted and that their marriage is fully submitted because it was about year five when I told God, come get your son because sus is, sus is done, okay? I am finished. <laughs> she is done. I am she. And I told what God challenged me to do was to really commit to my relationship with him first and told me he would take care of the rest. And Mm -hmm. so through that, 
God was able to do a work in me that Andre saw without me opening my mouth. God told me at one point that I was so loud that Andre couldn't even hear him because I won't stop fussing at him. Pause right there mm-hmm. because scripture says we, we can win them with our conversation. Mm-hmm. If your husband doesn't know the Lord. Yeah. You can win him with your conversation. Wow. Yes. And so when I committed myself to God, literally it was like maybe January we were wanting to move to Florida, but our plan was to do so in like two years in a matter of six months, a job out of nowhere from Florida contacted me was like, come work for us. We'll pay you to move out here. We listed our house, sold it on Craigslist. Like, and Andre will tell Andre, I was telling the story. He's like, I saw what God was doing in her life. And he was like, I need that. And so through that, and if there was still a level of work, God, you just have to make sure that you are committed and submitted. You have to be committed to your spouse and you have to be submitted to God. Mm. Outside of that, it's, you're going to be miserable because God then showed me that I had made an idol out of my husband. I took it so personally when he did things because he was I looked at him as my source of my joy, my happiness, my peace, and that's out of order. So a lot of times when you are feeling like you're ready to throw in the towel, it's because somewhere there's a level of disorder and you have to really be able to take an introspective look. Am I doing all the things right? Am I, um, you know, even the the conversation with, with Bree and the food, I just made the the other thing that he asked for. I went like, you already did it. That's unnecessary. Mm -hmm. It's unnecessary. Can I just do, can I serve as unto the Lord? Because if Jesus called me and asked me to change the meal, I would change it and do so very swiftly and wouldn't have any beef about it. And not saying that my husband is Jesus, but I'm saying that I'm supposed to serve as unto the Lord. What we have. Our our spouse, this is a this is a role of servanthood, right? Like oh serve, my goodness. Say that one more mm-hmm. time for yes. all the people. Yes, being a spouse <laughs> is a position of servanthood. Right? Like I serve Andre and Andre serves me. One I tell people all the time, um, one of the the not one of the times, there's been a lot of times, but there was a moment. That I will that's etched into my brain where I knew, um, and this is after we moved, where I knew we had made the right decision to stay married. My dad had gotten into a car accident and was hospitalized, and the hospital didn't do what they needed to do. And my dad was really, really sick, like about to die sick. Like it was bad. And one, before we got on the plane, Andre said, you know, if he's if he's really bad off, you're gonna, you're gonna have to stay. And we'll figure, I had just graduated with um, my master's. I had just started a new job. The doctor that I worked for was not very accommodating. And Andre was like, worst case scenario, you quit because this is dad. So I was like, dang. Then we got to the hospital and me and the nurse, because I kicked into nurse mode, I look up and Andre is then fell asleep holding my dad's hand. And my dad always jokes about like, he was like, you know, no, we didn't commit some man law violations. <laughs> but in that, like that, wow, that beautiful. moment, I will, I will never forget it 
Yes. To me, that's better than any any dinner date, any ring, any any anything. Like mm-hmm. that's what marriage looks like. Marriage looks like my dad is not doing well. The lady told me she expected me back on Monday. I told her to expect Jesus because I got one daddy and I'm going to be here. Um, and my husband being completely okay with it, he did not argue me up and down. He did not, um, didn't give me a hard time after the fact. And not only that, but he spent his whole weekend at the hospital with me and then had to fly back home and left me there for two weeks. That was the longest we had ever been separated. And he did so um, knowing and with the heart of like, because my dad is also, you know, his, his dad too. Right. Like when we talk about my dad and my dad had said this, because I'm always like my dad, my dad. And one day my dad was like, hey, chill out with the my dad. And I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, because my dad lost his dad. Hey, sis, are you enjoying this week's show? I pray that you are. Make sure that you connect with us and you keep the conversation going. Follow us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk. Make sure that you subscribe to the show, you rate the podcast, and you leave us a review. And don't forget to share the show with your friends, your coworkers, your mom and them, all the people. Okay? Okay. Now let's get back to the show. So they have a similar perspective. He said, I'm just dad. Like, That's beautiful. I, lo- I love both of y'all. I'm just dad, period. And I hadn't even considered the impact that that, me saying that to, like, it was just general conversation. It wasn't, but my dad could pick up on that, right? And so I've been very intentional on that. And so it's it's in those moments where I'm like, like the devil tried it. He was just trying to snatch us up out of this thing because the devil hates marriage, right? This is supposed to be what the Christ, what Christ in the church looked like. Good, bad, ugly, different. And so he's going to attack your marriage. That's why you have to pray for your husband. That's what, excuse me, there has to be boundaries in place with people, with social media, with all all the things, um, people you think your friends, everybody can't come to your house, everybody don't need to be in your business. Like there are so many boundaries that need to be in place. So to that person, I would tell them, girl, God can do it. I've seen him do it. I'm living proof that he can and will, and that it's better on the other side. It's better going through. Child, it's very ghetto and it doesn't always feel good and it doesn't look good. But if you are truly committed and submitted, he will do it. I pray you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you stay connected with us throughout the week by following us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk, hitting us up on Twitter at GGGT Podcast, and checking out our website, www.godgoalsandgirltalk.com. The website is lit. It has a free resource library, and you can search podcast episodes based on topics, all the things, okay? So until next week, continue to love God, love people, and love yourselves, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.